Thank me later, yeah, I know what I said. But later doesn't always come, so instead. I think it's about that time. Mic check. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Back and we're better. Back and we're better with episode number five of the Thank Me Later podcast. It is your boy Nutty. Subject Philly here. Yo, Phil, what you got on your mind? Hot take. So it was something that I've been seeing a lot um, in the news and social media. Um... Before I go in my hot take, y'all, we missed y'all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I always get excited to do these and excited to do our podcast. Always excited to be back. Like, always excited to talk to y'all and have you guys tune in. Um, but back to my hot take. It was about, I seen, I posted it on my IG for those who follow me. I seen some dirty Gucci shoes. And so, again, $800 Gucci shoes. And so, my thing is that it it seems like the privileged people and the privileged kids are trying so hard to be urban or be hood or, you know, come from like they're less than what they really are. I mean, and I get it's a fashion style. It's like the new thing to wear dirty shoes, but... I feel like it's kind of like it's not it's it's disrespectful to the people who actually had to wear dirty shoes coming up. Like when I wore dirty shoes, it was because like you know I couldn't afford to have clean shoes. When we had Air Force Ones and our Air Force, we used to brush them with a toothbrush. We used to make sure there was nothing. We didn't want our shoes. We wanted Chris Coke whites. Now you want Chris Coke muds. Like, I don't get it. So, it's like, it's just killing me. It's just killing me that it's like, it's just how crazy society is. It's like, people really have, like, have stories in their shoes. They have stories in the dirt and the mud on their shoes. And now you're just buying them dirty for $800 just to look cool. Like, I don't know. Just dirt, dirty shoes will never be the way for me. Again, for people who actually don't care, like I see some people who don't care about their shoes and they're just dirty, whatever. They, they it's not of importance. But when you're going out your way to like, okay, I'm about to rock these dirty shoes because it's the style. That's just not the way for me. But yeah, that's just my hot take. I just it was just killing me. That was Phil's but long yeah. hot take Man. about these dirty Gucci joints. Sorry, it took really me so long. To sell, that's insane to me. That's just crazy to even That's think about. Crazy. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. man. But yeah, we. I'm definitely happy to be back because um, we, you know, we 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 rocking with you know our schedules about every two weeks dropping uh, episodes of the podcast and we be having things to talk about. I mean, so, soon it's gonna be more. So I yeah, mean, we gonna be we gonna get to dropping them once a week and then that's you know that's when the real fun starts. But um, we gonna kick this one off. Uh, this one, this episode five. Um, talking about the rules, or if there are rules, to dating one of your homies' exes, one of your homies' previous jump-offs. It's crazy, though, because, I mean, I mean, people, everybody experiences it, and you think, like, oh, it's never going to happen in my group of friends, or, you know, it happens, and you kind of, like, it's, like, shocking. Yeah, and you hear, yeah, right. And you hear stories about it, and you're like, "How do I go about that?" Or, "How did they go about that?" I mean, shoot, for me, it was like, 
I mean, it hasn't happened to me, of course, in in years. Um, but it's kind of like, what what were you guys like? Were you guys dating? Like, was it serious? Did she take you serious? Did you take him her? Did you take her serious to the point where it's like, I don't want anybody talking to her. Like, I had, I actually in had deep feelings for her like there's some girls who are like off limits that i wouldn't even dare talk to my boy like i just know i don't care what she looks like i just know i would never talk to her like my boy um had a girl in college college we were 19 20 years old that was his girl like i used to bring flowers to her house for him like on her doorstep like like extra like he was that was his girl if she ever tried to get in me or if i ever like even now i'm 30 this was 11 years ago even if i would never even think about it like i just know like i just know I, i i crossed that line once um but you know it was in high school so i'm gonna say it don't count but that's a f-ing lie because it does. High school still counts. But I'm going to tell you straight up. Only reason I did this is because, like, I like I wanted this girl bad. Yeah. And, you know, people that know me knows what I do. When I go back to high school, I'm talking about one girl, one girl only. I'm not even going to say her name. But, um, but when we were freshmen, um, first day of class, she walks in. I'm like, like, damn. I just, I need her. I need her. But, like, we clicked as homies right off the bat. So, we were, like, best friends for um, our freshman year. And what happened was um, the summer of after our freshman year, one of my best friends liked her and then took the initiative to try to get at her. So, during the summer between freshman and sophomore year, they dated. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I had to kind of deal with that. The only person I knew was my best friend, Smitty. Yeah. Nobody else knew that I had feelings for this girl. My other best friend, uh, Neil, had no clue that I had feelings. Right. They just knew, oh, Danny and so-and-so are, you know, best friends or whatever. But I was in love with her. So, sure enough, the summer goes by and they end up breaking up. So, you know, sophomore year comes back around, we still best friends or whatnot. <laughs> I'm like, should I talk? I was like, Smitty, should What's I do it? Up? Do I, should I do it? Should I not do it? Smitty's advice was no. Smitty was like, don't do it. And I was like, you know what? F*** that. I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted her. That's how, that's how bad I wanted her. Like, I saw, like, yo, she could be the one. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I let her know. I was with friends. Like, yo, I, I like you. I want to date you like let's do this she was with it so that was that and you know that was my that was my my high school and who sweetheart. did you ever ask who's wait who's the boy then who's your boy that you, oh like my best best friend did you ever ask him no see that's <laughs> see See, if this was high school, y'all, you could probably get over it now. But I, I feel like if it was, see, if it was now, it, was it now, might be, a, yeah, it would be like a real life like issue. And again, I feel like, again, depending on who it is, I am going to ask my, depending on who she is, I'm going to ask my boy, like, hey, I'm feeling her. How deep was it? Like, what was it? Is it good? Like, and he's going to tell me yes or no. And again, even... I've had, I mean, I have friends, my boy will tell them no, and they would still try to, I mean, like like Danny, they would still try, like, it's just something about that person, but I feel like it's just a matter of, 
hey, what's the situation? But what's funny is ask me right now if I'd be okay if any of my home. This was high school. Ask me if anybody could go and date her right now. The answer is no. See? So if anybody I know even thinking about it, think twice. It's always just that It's always just that one. I, or Me and her will probably ne- will never be together. This won't ever happen again. But just know, it's bad. And it's awkward. Like, so if some people it's just awkward. Like, what if it's just my boy has called me and is like, how is he with her? Like, I was just with her. Now she at the house. Is she walking around the house after she was with me? Like, is she over here cooking in the with now, the? Now was that was now was that an ex or was that like a jump off? That was like a jump off. Okay, see those. See those. those and, and again, those. Yeah, and it wasn't even that he was necessarily tripping, but it's more so like, how could she be okay with that? Like, I mean, how is she alright with that? I mean, these sluts in these streets, man. <laughs> Some of them just don't care. Like, is you, you know, you'll be. I ain't even gonna say you'd be surprised that you'll find the ones that, that they're probably doing it out of revenge. Like, oh, I was just mm. to jump off to you when I thought mm. I had something. So I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna get at your boy and be a jump off. She didn't want to be a jump off with you, but because you didn't want her, I also, she's gonna prove to you. She gonna. I'm gonna show you and let your boy smack. That's funny. I also feel like it depends on how close you are with the boy. Like, with your boy. Yeah. Like, if it's me and you, well, you're my cousin, so, of course, that would be different in terms of, like, or me and Minnie, or, like, one of my best friends, Minnie, because you have or something like that, because we have that communication, and we're, like, deep friends. Yeah. If it's a boy that I just talk to on social media, I never kick it away. Your number's not even in my phone, but I know you. I don't even necessarily think I'm going to ask you. But, and then again, it just depends because out of respect for you, I might just be like, hey, bro, I'm not really asking you for permission, but I'm just letting you know what's happening. There's people I've come across that are associates where I know that's that's his ex. I know that that was his baby mama. Yeah. And ask permission. (laughs) Permission, huh? For what? Yeah, there's just been... know if you see me with her, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's just so situationships. With that joint. Situations, man. I mean, but that we, we might have to take a poll on that. Like, are yeah. there rules? Can you date or be involved with a friend's? I think everybody's answer is gonna be is it depends. This guy's gonna either depends or, or heck no. Yeah, it's either going yeah. to it depends or the extreme. Yeah, no. If I've been there, you can't. Yeah, there. no. Well, you tripping. Or, or hey, forget, F it. Like, whatever. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. If you say mm. so. Man. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. I like that. I like, yeah, I do too, yeah, man. Let's, let's go. That's, That's funny. That's one that makes you think. But, um. Shoot. Yeah. Talk to me. Talk to Talk you. to me. Listen. What's. So, I, thinking about that previous ex. And that situation, um, me and her family um, didn't quite get along. Do you think it's important for the person you're dating or, you know, talking to or whatever? Is it important to have a good relationship with said person's family? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think so to a point of like, it's, I mean... 
again, all these are like situations and it depends because if she's not that close with her family, it won't matter so much if you're close with her family because it doesn't even your her family's opinion doesn't even matter that much but if she's close with her family or family oriented like yourself that's gonna matter a whole lot i mean specifically like my my ex ex relationship her didn't wasn't really close with her mom wasn't really close with her grandma her mother told me the first day we met i don't know why she can't date white guy white guys her Grandma said racial things to me throughout our relationship. So that right there, I mean, again, I was younger and like I should have been like, hey, I should have seen these. Like, I'm out of here. But of course, I mean, it didn't work out. I mean, thank you, Lord, that it didn't work out because, I mean, of course, those were all signs that the Lord was giving me that she wasn't the right partner for me. But just those type of things, like I tried to force it so much, like I tried to force the relationship even though it wasn't, I didn't do anything, it affected her, it made her feel a certain way, because they felt a certain way, and it just caused friction in our relationship the whole time, and we were never able to go smooth or be solid because of those type of things, so those things happen, and when you're trying to figure out, like, if this is the one for me, also, you gotta know that her family is a reflection of her, so, when you're in a relationship, if you're looking at her family you don't necessarily get along with their family that especially her mom or her dad that might be a part of her in the future because the fruit or the apple doesn't fall too far from the so tree you, you think that's a deal breaker no mm. I'm, to a certain extent like I said to a certain extent yes like for me if if my moms don't like you I'm not messing like I'm not messing <laughs> like I'm not messing with you a, especially because yeah because I'm a, I'm a I mean I'm a mama's boy anyways and I feel so strongly about my mom's opinion because I think so highly of her yeah. so it's like if she's not and every woman that I dated that my mom has met she has told me about and I was like nah like even though, yeah, even though I tried to fight it, like, no, you're wrong, mama, I like her, blah, blah, she always turned out right. Oh, mama always turned out right. She never... I, I was like that when I was younger. Like... What? My, my mom's opinion was everything to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when I was younger, like, I, I hate putting my, my business out there, but like, when I dated, like, and there were quite a few, quite a few girls when I was dating, uh, my younger years... Um, my mom had this rule that if if you ain't been dating her more than six months and she's not your girlfriend, don't bring her around me. Yeah. Until then, they all gonna seem like right. <laughs> I so, can't picture. <laughs> so, so needless to say, I've only brought three women around yeah. my mom, and um, she's 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 like the women that I've brought around. But on the flip side, I've seen to always have issues with, with the women parents. with the parents that I've dated. I don't know why. I mean, not even just, not even the parents. Like, for instance, my high school girlfriend, um, me and her mom got along great. Me and her brother. Yeah. He hated me for, and I have no, re- no, I don't, no idea why. Like, I had to whoop his ass it's, inside their house. It's like, it's, oh, you guys fought? Oh, we fought in the house. Like, oh, wow. He had his dog attack me. Oh, like, wow. I had to whoop his ass inside her parents' house. And need to say that didn't. I mean, her mom didn't trip. Like she was like, "Yo, he deserved it. Uh, he should. He shouldn't have been messing with him." Like, okay, cool, bet. Mom's mom's cool on my side. Yeah. My next relationship after that, um, 
my ex who I was long, with the longest, her dad hated me. Like, I yeah. dad was racist. Yeah. Like, she was she was a Latin girl. Like, yeah, yeah. Her dad was just racist. Yeah. But like, mom, you could tell. Some... Yeah, her mom and sister and brother, like, we were cool. Yeah. Like, I think her dad just hated all black people. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, relationship after that, parents just, I met the parents, like, twice, didn't like me. Yeah. Had no re- I think they were racist too. Yeah. And then And it's crazy to say like you think they're racist. But I mean you can tell You can tell who's racist. Like, like you can tell. I ain't and these ain't even white people. Yeah. Like these are Latin people. Yeah. Like some Latin people don't like black people. Oh for and sure. The same in the same pot and predicaments as Facts. you know, as a as a society with Mexicans and, and other Latin people. But y'all seem to not like black people and I don't get it. Like it's so weird to me. I don't understand either. Like, but yeah, like, but that's, but see, because I've experienced those differences, on my end, that's not a deal breaker for me. Like, if my mom today didn't particularly like someone I was I was with, but I was happy with that woman, sorry, ma. So how do you, okay, so vice versa, how do you adjust if their parents don't necessarily get along with you, but you love her, or you want to be with her? How do you, okay, there like, we go. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a dick to him. It's just, I mean, I'm not gonna tolerate no bullshit. Yeah. Like if you act racist in front of me, then you know, at some point, you keep poking that snake. You right. Right. So I'll continue. I'll be cordial. I'll try, you know, to be cool. But you know, I don't tolerate no disrespect. Not even from somebody's parents. Yeah. I mean, because you're. I mean, you're grown just like they are. Like. Shoot. You can bring that if you want to. I, I just never, I mean, I can never, I mean, I'm, I mean, thank God I've never really had to experience it. Well, I mean, from my parents' side, I've never, I've experienced from, from my from partners, dating, yeah. yeah, from dating, their, their families, but honestly not them, it was only that one time. Yeah. Other than that, I never really had to experience it, because I, I mean, it's just tough for me, especially because. Like, if I'm real family-oriented, and so are you. Yeah. But it's like, that's just that's just tough, man. Especially if you think about a lifetime with that person, and her mama going to be there, and you don't like her. and <laughs> uh, It's just like, oh, man. That is, that's, oh, that is a tough, because, like, I've, I've literally, like, women aren't the only ones that, that you know, have the dream of, like, you know, a nice wedding, both right. families coming together, right. and it all just working yeah. out like a fucking Cinderella story. <laughs> but this don't work out that way sometimes. Sometimes you you might get your Cinderella, but you know the mama may be the fucking wicked witch right. or something, and you just you either want to deal with it or you don't want to deal with it. But you know, I feel like that's a preference thing. Like I feel like the like with Situ- you, yeah, it's like I I can't say that you know. I disagree with how you look at it with you know with your mom's approval like yeah. my auntie. Yeah. I know my auntie Maria right. like she only wants the best right. for her. So her opinion should weigh more. Right, 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 right. I won't say that for everybody. For everybody else. because you don't know the yeah. I mean the the depth behind it I guess. Yeah, like by what from what they're like, saying. Your mama don't like her man. Right. About. Right. If you love her, man, you stay with her. Right. So I'm like, oh no, but you know, I trust her. Mama. I don't care what your. Right. She's a good girl. You don't right. know. But if it's Auntie Maria said she don't like her, Phil, you gotta let her go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it depends on the circumstances. You know, like that's just that's, it's just I don't know. It's different. It's, it's just val- weird. validity behind the person saying what they're saying, basically. I mean, but 
That's tough. Yeah, for me, I'm honestly, I'm like, if your parents are like me, we we gonna figure it out. But if you just know, if anybody out there, if you date me and we cool and we rocking, and your parents don't like me and you and you wanna not mess with me because of that, I promise I'll make your life hell. <laughs> You probably where Betty, you ain't gonna be the end of it. Betty, like, I'll try to go after your sister, your cousin, and your best friend for that. She'd be like, Hey, you didn't, you didn't, you let your mama lose out, dictate our relationship. But then, I mean, and that goes into also how much involved are your parents in a relationship because that can cause issues as well oh that's like a whole nother topic topic. but like how involved are they in what you guys are doing and your business like is that why you guys aren't getting along that's causing friction like that's a totally different telling you to tell your mama to shut up right or in her business like when we get in a disagreement she gotta give you her opinion or or, see See, like, yeah, it's just situations. Everything is bad. That's that's legit a whole other topic. We are not going there, but um, we gonna get off that. We gonna we gonna turn turn the page a little bit. Um, You don't have to turn the page. So we we and Phil before we started recording, um, we were talking about the path we're on right now, um, with lifestyle everything and wanting to build this business and and success for ourselves. But thinking about um, how we got to this point, like what what dreams did we have prior that didn't suffice in order to shift things for us to get to where we are now? Like what what's the what's kind of the backstory of what you wanted to do versus what happened and how you got to where you are now? I remember reading a book on, uh, or not a book, or I, I remember listening to Steve Harvey, and that's where, I mean, it, like, clicked to me. It was, this was years ago, but it was, like, something about utilizing your gifts, and, and you know, you only get gifts, I mean, you're only going to get these gifts once in your lifetime. These ta- these talents or that you're blessed with and the things that you are blessed with are only going to, like, they're only going to come once. I mean, you only have one life to live. So, I mean, utilize them to the best of your ability. Like, for you to be stagnant or you to just to stay stagnant and just waste his gifts is like, God's giving you something special to do, then go do it. And I always used to think, like, basketball, 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 especially for my athletes, like basketball, basketball. My mom used to ask me, what is your plan B? I was like, Mom, I don't have a plan B. I'm going to the league. Like, stop asking me about a plan B. Like, there's no plan B, Mom. Like, stop. I used to get frustrated. Like, and then, you know, we would we would uh, go back and forth. And then, of course, Mom's is always right. But I'm like, there was no plan. Like, that was my life. But once I started realizing at a certain age, I, when I was in college, and I realized I wasn't going to the NBA, I... I Took a major. I wanted to major in kinesiology, and I ended up taking a sociology class for an elective. My teacher was just dope. Loved him. I'm like, hey, this is something that like triggered me to like want to pursue. And once I got into it, like working with people and like having an entrepreneur mindset, I'm like, this is something that I love doing. Maybe not. Maybe not as much as basketball, but I love it. 
and it's it's totally different. Like an athletic gift and like a personal gift, they're totally different, and it's a whole shift, and it's a whole different change because I can add my athletic abilities and disciplines to my personal gifts like with helping people or you know talking to someone or being disciplined when I have to wake up for a job or being disciplined with these podcasts to keep going and keep doing them week after week that all streamed from my athletic background so I just tied the two in together and I'm thinking why can't I use the gifts that I had and bring and shift them over to the gifts that I now see myself doing so and, and it always again that was something that I that I had to learn, and that was something that that I mean helped me grow as a man, especially because my pride's in the way. It's like I never wanted to give up. Like, hey, I never want to give up. Like, and not even say that I'm not good enough, especially because I still think that I am good enough. Yeah. But just things didn't fall the way they they fell, and that's life. And I'm okay with that now. And and the, my biggest thing was accepting my direction and accepting where I want to go. And the new gifts that, well, not the new gifts, but the gifts that I found out by discovering new things about myself. Yeah. So that was real important. For me, for it me. was I was it was sort of the same path. Like I was, you know, baseball was my life. Like I played baseball and football when I was younger, and was really good at both. And as I became a teenager, I started, you know, learning the the business side of things. I was like, okay, right. this is what I'm gonna do. I wanna I wanna learn how all this works and. I noticed that you know, baseball players made a whole lot more than football players. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna put more focus towards that. So you know, I was in camps every summer, playing year round baseball. You know, was was, you know, really really good. Like I, you know, played with crazy talented dudes. Right. And I was always one of those top tier guys. So I was like, Plan B, ain't no Plan B. Right. Like I, you know, I went to went to camps throughout the country. And was always ranked in the top tier. All of those camps, like if I didn't win MVP of that camp, I was runner up to MVP of that camp. Right. Went to you know played in front of college scouts, played in front of pro scouts. I was like, this is what I'm doing. But the moment that my injury happened and I was told I can't play anymore, I was like, okay, I need I need to, I need to figure out what I'm gonna do. It's like because sports is not an option. I knew business right. was something I wanted to do because me doing my background on the, mm-hmm. the, the you know the business side of sports was I didn't think like I'm gonna do that if I don't play baseball it was just something I wanted to know right. so sure enough the injury happened and I was like okay I started learning this business stuff let me let me figure out if I can learn more so I started reading more books on the on not only just the business of sports but just you know the business of the entertainment industry as a whole. So I started learning, and as I was learning, I I wasn't working. So I was back home living with my mom, and mom was like, "Yo, you need to get a job." I yeah. Like, well, you know, I'm learning all this stuff. I'm like, I'm interested in doing this, but I don't know exactly what right. to do. So I'm looking for a job that I can that I can deal with. Came across an ad for um a event pho- uh, photographer. Yeah. And was like, oh, it was like, you know, I called. I was like, what do I got to do? Well, you buy a digital camera. We send you out to like four or five clubs in one night. You take pictures and you upload them to our website. That's it. We'll pay you $125 a night that you do this. So I'm like, cool. I'm doing this for like six months. You know, put a little bit of change in my pocket to, you know, buy some food, get, you know, throw mm-hmm. some gas in the car, take girl on a date or whatever. But it wasn't nothing big. But in that six months, 
I might have met every top promoter, mm-hmm. every head security guard, every club general manager, every club owner that I knew um, in in San Francisco and San Jose, and you know became homies with them. So one night, dude, just like yo, you know, you here every weekend, you taking all the pictures, you seem to know everybody. Why don't you throw parties? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, you know, you can make crazy money. I'm like, what kind of money can you make? It's like, well, you know, you have a club that can hold 500 people. And if, you know, 500 people pay $10, $20, you walk out that money. So I'm like, okay. I was good at math. <laughs> I was good at math. I was good at math. So when you say 500 people come to the club and they pay $10, $20 to get in. Yeah, that sounds sound nice. That sounds nice. So I was like, yeah. yeah. Do my first party. First party I threw. No lie, I counted with my hands $18,750. Yeah. Split, and I split that with one person. Yeah. Legit was like, I'm never going to have a record <laughs> ever again. But was that something that you liked at the time? Like, was it something that you like and see myself I was en- like, enjoying and excelling at it? I knew that doing that and making that kind of money, it would open up different avenues, right. different doors for me right. to try and do different things. So I was like, I didn't know any old promoters. Right. Like, I hadn't met any yet. Like, there's there's some who've been doing it for 20, 30 years who are still successful to this day that I know, that I've met over time. But at the time, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know any old promoters. I was like, right. I can use this as a vessel to, to do other things. Right. So I was like, all right, bet. So I, I started promoting more and more, started making crazy my money. Met a whole bunch of people. Was like, okay, I'm gonna try something different. Produce a concert where a lot of the cats that are from the Bay, who are hot right now, they, you know, their biggest first show was the show that I produced. Me and a couple of my boys, we started doing the parties all over the place. Next thing you know, one of the dudes on that show ends up signing a major deal. He ends up making me his road manager. I end up learning more of the music business. And ten years later. And this is something that you're great at, and this it's, is something this that is you where we are now. you've like, learned through the process of life, and also you taking chances. Take like if you were scared and you were just like, "Hey, I'm not gonna do this. Like I'm just gonna be my event coordinator," or you didn't even take that leap of faith. If if I had said no, I'm not. If I'm not. If I if I told myself that I was too good to go to clubs and take pictures, All right, and upload them to somebody else's website, like, had I not done that one thing. You wouldn't even be sitting here right now. Right now. Yeah. Like I'd probably be in some cubicle or some other job with no idea about any of this. Right. But because I was like, you know what? Let me see what it's like. Took that chance and then took another chance. Took another chance. Mm-hmm. Got to the point, and like, and, and think, and it's a process. And like, it's a process. like people gotta understand, like things don't just happen overnight. Like no. success doesn't just happen. There's people still in their thirties, forties, still trying to figure out what their gift is, what they want to do which with their okay. life, which is okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it takes time. Yeah. Like you gotta go through things, and that's and that's the crazy thing. And it's like everybody knows I'm not the most religious person in the world, but when I tell you that. When I sit and think about my life and where things are now, the things that I know, the pieces are in front of you. Right. Like, the signs are there. Right. Like, God mm-hmm. is telling you what, he's showing you the way. He's showing you. Whatever, I'm telling you, if you're if you're listening to this right now and and you, you have an idea, mm. that idea is there for a reason. And I guarantee you, if you follow that idea... 
whatever the following step is, and if you if you if you're thinking about doubting that step, don't do it because that is God's way of telling you. That's and he's going to keep telling you because it's, it's going to eat at you, eat at you, eat at you until you do it. Or it's just going to eat at you forever. And it's okay doing something and failing. At least you could say that you tried or you went all in for it. Like, it's just going to keep eating at you. I'm telling you, that's the thing that I've learned is that when that little voice in the back of your mind, it's not you talking. Like, that is God saying, do this. Take yeah. that chance. Go attempt it. And if you're like, nah, 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 you're the, you're you're going to be the reason why you don't succeed. You're blocking your blessings. That's it. And you're not utilizing and your you, gifts. You, listen, you don't have to be a religious nut to believe these things. Like, it took me, <laughs> took me 34 years right. to realize that all those crumbs and all those those doubts I had about the the chances I wanted to take were the push that I needed to attempt all of the things that I'm doing now. All of the successes I've had, all the failures I've had were based on all those chances yeah. that I took mm -hmm. because that voice in the back of my mind was like, no, do this. You succeed you succeeded here. Let's take the next step. Let's keep going. Show me like and now I'm just like show me the way. Right. If I if if I have an idea, it was put there for a reason. I'm going to try it. Life process, man. You trusted the process. You walk by faith, not by sight, and things happen the way it's supposed to. And that is literally how, like how, how lifestyle everything came about. That's right. Thank you. The podcast came about. That's how all the other projects that you'll see coming from us. You know, this year, next year, and the year after. All those things are coming because we are following the path and even when even when when things happen where we got knocked down or like something didn't go the way we wanted to or we was going for a minute and we took a detour and we came back we continue to trust in each other and also just trusting the process like hey when we stay consistent and you do this mm -hmm. and you you utilize your gifts good things happen for you i mean and we're still learning that to this day but it the more you trust whoever you're with trust god and you know just trust your abilities as a person your god-given talents and your god-given gifts the lord will show you the way and life's process your journey will show you the way always like mm. never doubt it man I'm man this is from someone who don't i don't sit in church every sunday I don't he does bible. not ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not a i'm not a you know read my bible or pray every night type of person but trust me and believe mm. God is real. He is. Preach. Preach, preach, preach Pastor Nutty. <laughs> preach to the kid. <laughs> preach, Pastor Nutty. Check this out, man. We're going to get out of here uh, and close this episode again with a top five. Um, I'm trying to think of something. What you got? Just give me a top five. Top five. Top five what? Shoot. Um, top five. R&B. Women artists. Ooh. Five women R&B artists, solo group or what? Just Damn. yeah, you could just do women artists. All right, um, I'm gonna try to do something on top of my dome though. I mean, I got Beyonce, so she's in one. Uh, so and don't you're gonna he's ladies he doesn't like Beyonce y'all, but he can't you know. if he doesn't put her in the top five. I'm never doing a podcast with him again. Yeah. So he don't and sit I'm up say here. Four, then and let you guess the fifth <laughs> one. Then um, I like. 
But Janet, Janet. Ooh. Janet. Okay. I'm gonna go with some vocalists. I'm gonna go with Kiki White. Ooh. I love, I love Deborah Cox as a vocalist. Okay, he went vocals. And I got Whitney. Ooh. And Mariah. I'll sub Beyonce for maybe Kiki. <laughs> okay. But I'm just but like, vocals. That's my top five. All vocals. If I had to go artist wise, I mean, you got Whitney, you got Beyonce. Man, damn, that's honestly man, tough Mariah when you man. think about it. Mariah gotta be. Shoot, but like Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Mary J. That's three, and then you, I, you could, you could put Janet in there. I could put. I know I'm probably missing some. Jennifer Hudson, vocal, vocal-wise. Jennifer Hudson, vocal-wise. Shoot. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's, ooh, that is crazy when you think about it. And we could go women groups, escape, total. I mean, that's his child. Yo, we appreciate y'all listening, man. Episode 5 of the Podcast, man. Hey, we really love y'all, man. We out of here, man. Yeah, I know what I said. But later doesn't always come, so it's...